At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Right thing. <clears throat> Thanks, Scott Shadden. Sorry about that. Glad you're with us. Write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. I know a lot of news we got to catch up on here. Um, so Joe Biden goes to Ukraine, and I can't. The, the mayor of East Palestine in Ohio is apoplectic about it. And can you really blame them? Um, yeah, Mayor Pete, Pothole Pete, has done next to nothing. The administration has said no to emergency support in a disaster area for East Palestine. You know, you have this chemical burn. You have dead fish in the water. You have dead animals and, and chickens and foxes, you know, all over the East Palestine area. Nobody knows whether it's safe to go back to their house. Nobody believes that the air quality is safe. Nobody believes that the, the water quality is safe to drink. And nobody in the administration seems to want to lift a finger to help the people out in East Palestine. You know, Pete Buttigieg is out there saying, oh, they've, um, they've gotten plenty of attention, but there are over a thousand cases per year of trains derailing. Um, trains derailing, yes, but, you know, controlled chemical burns? I don't think so. I don't think that's what most people see every day. And when I was mayor in my hometown, okay, South Bend, Indiana, big job that he had. Um, you know, he said, we dealt with a lot of disasters. And I could have spoken out sooner on East Palestine, but I didn't want to get in the way of other government agencies. I mean, it's just such a, a farce. The mayor of East Palestine said that Biden's visit to Ukraine was the biggest slap in the face as his town continues to deal with the chemical fallout of the train derailment. Uh, anyway, during an appearance on Fox, the mayor was asked to give his thoughts on Biden's surprise visit to Kiev yesterday while he was in Poland for an international trip. Quote, that was the biggest slap in the face uh, that tells you right now he doesn't care about us so he can send every agency he wants. But I found out this morning and one of the briefings that he was in Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there uh, and not to us. Remember, they denied emergency, you know, um, an emergency declaration for East Palestine, which made no sense whatsoever. Anyway, Biden made the visit to Kiev and he's offering another five hundred million dollars in, in aid to the country of Ukraine. And, and this raises the whole issue of the U.S. involvement in Ukraine. Now, what bothers me is when this conflict started and. Vladimir Putin is invading a sovereign, innocent nation. And the, the way the world should react to this, not, not the United States, everything always falls on our shoulders. I don't think the people of the United States, generally speaking, especially when you see the utter evil and brutality of what Vladimir Putin is doing and bombing you know, civilian targets and schools and hospitals and apartment buildings and entire neighborhoods 
Uh, I mean, he's gone about as scorched earth as you could ever expect someone as evil as Vladimir Putin would do. But the problem becomes we, the people of the United States, end up paying the bulk of the freight. And this this is Europe's problem. This is in Europe's backyard. They are not a NATO ally. They've not been a NATO ally. Now, we have had previous agreements where we would agree to protect them along with Great Britain, et cetera, um, not to get too deep into the weeds. Now, prior to Biden's trip to Ukraine, we have spent $113 billion allocated that much money, appropriated that much money in aid to Ukraine. That's an awful lot of money. From all we can add together, and this is on the high side, you have $30 billion from the EU, $5 billion from the UK, $5 billion for Germany, and then that's about it. You know, $67 billion in military aid, $28.4 billion in economic aid, $14.7 billion humanitarian aid, $2.75 billion classified as other aid. And aid classified as other includes money for oversight of spending as well as support for Ukraine's nuclear power sector, costs associated with moving the U.S. embassy personnel and, and spending on the investigation of oligarchs and war crimes, whatever else they're involved in. Anyway, so the U.S. has far surpassed the combined aid of the entire European Union. And the question is, why? Then it gets worse. From my perspective, it gets worse from here. Because now a year into this conflict, there's no end in sight, except that we see that Vladimir Putin now continues to escalate his, you know, territorial ambitions as it relates to Ukraine, probably believing, maybe rightly so, that the Europeans are not going to step up in the way that would be necessary for the Ukrainians to actually win the war. Um, but during his visit to Kiev yesterday and Biden meeting with Zelensky, he's pledging another $500 million in aid. And you got to ask yourself why? Because, you know, think, look at, look at it this way. March 5th of 2022 was the first time that Zelensky was calling for fighter planes from nations around the world. So Zelensky telling lawmakers in Ukraine they need the jets because its air force was destroyed on day one of the Russian invasion. And then two days later, Zelensky was asking Americans to help, and specifically he was asking for fighter jets. And then March 16th of 2022, Zelensky delivered a very emotional appeal to Congress for more military support you know, quote, knowing the U.S. opposes a no-fly zone, Zelensky proposed what he called an alternative, and that would be planes to defend Euro European skies, Ukrainian skies, from Russian attacks. And it goes on through March 27th and March 31st. And, and there were countries in Europe that were willing to give Zelensky and Ukraine fighter jets so they can defend themselves. And he called on the U.S., called on its allies to deliver more military aid. And it was Joe Biden who repeatedly told Poland and other countries that were willing to offer 30, 40, 50 jets at a time, fighter jets, no. Now, why is that so key for me? Because if the Russians 
own the skies over Ukraine, which is what ostensibly they've unilaterally disarmed because Joe Biden is insisting they disarm. How is it possible for Ukraine to actually beat back Putin and the Russians and win the war? And this is where we now find ourselves is that the United States is, is, is giving good money after bad and with no intention, a best case scenario is they, they fight to a tie. And this is the problem with conflicts historically that the United States gets involved in. If the United States is going to commit militarily to any conflict, whether it be a conflict to protect our own sovereignty or the sovereignty of another nation, and you're not going to commit the resources that would be necessary to win, then we really have no business getting involved in the beginning because there's no end in sight here. Because now we find ourselves in a European conflict, and, and as a result, the Russians now, they're getting help from the communist Chinese. They're getting help from North Korea. They're getting help from the uh, uh, Iranians. And Western Europe is doing little except looking to the United States to basically fund their war in Europe. Now, do I feel horrible from a humanitarian point of view? Do I think it's morally repugnant, reprehensible, wrong, evil, all of the above? But if you see no end in sight because of the, the handcuffs that Joe Biden is, is putting on in terms of the Ukrainian aid that will be available and he's not giving them the weaponry of war to win the war, then you have to ask yourself, what's the point? And, and what's the point of another 500 million? And then you ask yourself, well, is the mayor of East Palestine not wrong when he goes out there and says, this is the biggest slap in the face. He doesn't care about us. You know, he can send every agency he wants, but I found out this morning that he, in one of the briefings, he's in Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there, but not to people in his own country. And here's what he said. I can repeat, he said, with the president being in Ukraine today, you know, did that surprise you? Absolutely. That was the biggest slap in the face. That tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So Agreed. Uh, he can send every agency he wants to, but... Uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us. And I'm furious. Uh, I don't blame him for being furious. I mean, I, I think about it. I mean, you know, Mayor Pete Buttigieg with the Secretary of Transportation, Pothole Pete, he couldn't even take the time. His answer is, well, uh, we have thousands of these accidents regularly, so why should I bother going? Like, wow, maybe because uh, we haven't had one as severe as the one that we're currently having in eastern, you know, Palestine on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, that they didn't have a chemical burn, that we have an environmental hazard that has, you know, evolved as a result of this, this train derailing and, of course, the controlled burn of chemicals, and, and we don't know what the the final outcome is going to be, and there's nobody that wants to go back to their home. By the way, Linda, would you want to live in East Palestine? I wouldn't. I tell you what, I would love to go there right now and work with those people. I'm so outraged. Well, work with the people. I mean, but I mean, would you if you owned a no, house? No, you don't there, want to live there. You you can't drink the water. You can't bathe your children. Your animals are dying. You know, your farmland is destroyed. 
and Biden's over palling around with his buddies. It's absolutely revolting. So Biden now is trying to rally allies as this war gets more complicated. This is a quagmire conflict now of Biden's own doing. This is now an example. This is what we saw during the Obama-Biden years. This is how the caliphate was able to build itself out because nobody stopped them early and with the force necessary to win the conflict. You know, when Donald Trump became president, he wiped out the ISIS caliphate and he did it by bombing them to smithereens with the intention of winning each battle and pushing them back and then ultimately destroying them. So philosophically, if you're going to ask what the Hannity doctrine is, if you're going to commit military monies for a conflict and you feel you have a moral imperative to do so, then it's got to be done with the proper amount of force to actually win the war. If you're fighting for a tie, if you're fighting and, and creating another quagmire, if you're fighting and creating another 20-year-long protracted conflict of never-ending war in Europe, then at that point, America has got to decide not to involve itself in those type of conflicts ever again. You know, Putin is blaming the West for starting the war in Ukraine. No, it was Vladimir Putin that started it. China saying certain countries must stop fueling the fire in the Ukrainian conflict. But meanwhile, they're helping Vladimir Putin out. You know, what will Biden do if Beijing keeps sending military aid to Moscow? The answer is nothing. You know, Zelensky's pointing out China is backing Russia in Ukraine and that if it gets worse, it'll be World War Three. OK, so we're supposed to respond to the possibility that Putin may take over Ukraine with hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayer money. You know, at what point do you take care of things at home? And I think if you're not going to fight a war to win, just like we pay for the World Economic Forum, we pay for the United Nations seven billion dollars a year. The WHO, we, we actually have a proposal out there that the Biden administration would cede authority to the WHO in case of future pandemics. And meanwhile, all they were was the propaganda arm of the communist Chinese during all of COVID. Makes no sense.